And so, Father, we thank you for this festival of lights, for you truly are the light of the world, and we are your temples, almighty God. We are the temple of the living God, and we allow the spirit of the living God, the Ruach HaKodesh, to fill our, our hearts, our minds, our souls, and our spirits with brand new light that comes from God's word. And we thank you that Yeshua, just as he was walking in that temple 2,000 years ago, when we think about that temple that's no longer there, God has multiple temples, which are you and I, where the spirit of the living God dwells. And when you think about Yeshua 2,000 years ago, walking in the midst of Solomon's colonnade, him participating, him observing Hanukkah, the celebration of the fe uh, Feast of Dedication, we're called this time of year to rededicate our lives and let our light shine before all people that they will see that glorious light that is in us and that is Messiah living his life in and through our lives. But you know the beauty of that? He does not erase our personality. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And so, Father, we come before you during this very festive time. And, Father, there's a lot of darkness in this world. But there is your light. There is hope. And so, Father, we look towards the hope. And we ask that your light would so shine in us that other people would see the works, the deeds, your salvation. The joy of the Lord is our strength. They would notice that, that even in the midst of this pandemic, your holy ones are upon this earth, and you have made them holy. You poured out your spirit upon them, their ruach, and you give them light and hope. And so, Father, we just ask at this time, as we turn to your word, may we hear Yeshua speak to us this day. May we hear the Ruach speak to us as never before and let our light shine who is Messiah so that all the people of the earth will see that the hope that is in us is Messiah Yeshua. He has come and he's coming back again to, re to receive his bride, both Jews and Gentiles, one in Messiah. And we know as we see in this day and times, we're just moments, days, even seconds away from the time when he will send, he will descend from heaven and he will be in the clouds and he will call out his kihila, his bride, unto himself, both Jews and Gentiles, one and Messiah. And so, Father, we look forward to that day when you turn to your son and you say to him, Yes, it is now the time, the time to go and receive your bride unto yourself. We thank you, Yeshua. We thank you, Ruach HaKodesh. We thank you, Abba, Father God. In Yeshua's name, amen. Turn with me now to the book of John, the Gospel of John. In Hebrew, his name is Yohanan, chapter 10. John, chapter 10. And we'll beginning in verse number 22. I know in the past, I've, I've spoken about what Hanukkah means, the historical dealing with the Maccabees. But I really sense my, in my spirit that the Lord wanted us to focus this year on Yeshua and how he observed Hanukkah, the Feast of Dedication. So here is Yohanan John chapter 10, verse 22. 
And it says this, then came Hanukkah. And I know in many Bibles, it says the Feast of Dedication, which is the English transliteration of what the word Hanukkah means, that is to be dedicated. In Jerusalem, it was winter and Yeshua was walking around inside the temple area in Shlomo or Solomon's colony. So now we'll just take us a, a brief away from that scripture now. Not only did Yeshua celebrate Hanukkah, but he also observed it in the same temple that has been cleansed and rededicated. Think about that. He was walking in that second temple. Just a few generations earlier, under the Maccabees, it was cleansed and it was rededicated. Hanukkah is a beautiful holy day celebrated by Jewish people. Many are aware of the customs and the history of Hanukkah. Some may know the scripture well enough to know that this is a holy day and is prophetically mentioned in the book of Daniel. As we, as Alan's going to be teaching through the book of Daniel through this next year and beyond, we need to really focus on the book of Daniel because I really believe that Daniel is writing to our generation. Let's go forward. This is the most surprising to both Jewish and Christian communities is that the clearest mention of Hanukkah in the Bible is in the Brit Hadashah, the New Testament. The people who normally celebrate this holy day, the Jewish people, have scant biblical references to it. Yet people who do not normally celebrate Hanukkah have the most explicit references to it in the Brit Hadashah, the New Testament. And that's where we started today in Yohanan, John chapter 10, verse 22. This brings us to the first reasons why believers in Messiah might want to understand and celebrate this holy day that Yeshua even celebrated. The Messiah celebrated and is well worth mentioning a second time. Not only did Yeshua celebrate Hanukkah, but he observed it in the same temple that had been cleansed and rededicated just a few generations earlier in the Maccabees. Have you ever wondered why in Scripture God kind of repeats himself once, two, multiple times over? Because he wants us to, to not only receive it, but to dwell on it and to place it into our hearts, to put it to memory. That this was a very, very important day for Yeshua because he was the living temple of God with a manifestation of the rock. And many times we forget that Yeshua lived out his life to show us an example that how we both Jews and Gentiles, one and Messiah, are to serve the Father and one another. Let us continue. Jewish scholars teach that there is a deep spiritual meaning in Hanukkah. As editors of a popular art scroll, Mazora series state, and this is their quotation, then the light is kindled, giving, given to inspiration. For the light of Messiah must burn brightly in our hearts. That's from Hanukkah Mezroa Publications from Brooklyn, New York. Going on. This is a logical conclusion because Hanukkah is a celebration of deliverance. It has also become a time to express a messianic hope. 
And now even today in the Orthodox communities, what are they looking for? They're looking for the return of Messiah. Just as the Maccabees were used by God to redeem Israel, Israel, the greatest redeemer, the Messiah Yeshua, is also to come at this time. Now with this understanding, we more, more fully appropriate the, the scenes that unfold as Yeshua celebrated the Feast of Hanukkah 2,000 years ago in Jerusalem. It was in the midst of this festivals. Let's now turn back to Yohanan, John chapter 10, verse 24, as we continue with the scripture. It was in the midst of these festivities that Yeshua approached was approached by some rabbis who asked a simple question. How much longer are you going to keep us in suspense? Why did they say that? Because they had heard of the miracles, the raising of the dead, the healing of the sick, the cleansing of the lepers. They heard of all these things, and many of them actually saw these things come about. And so they're saying this, how much longer are you going to keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us publicly. Going on. Now the answer to this very appropriate question is contained in Yeshua's Hanukkah message. Think about that right now. During the feast of Hanukkah, Yeshua was walking in the colonnades, and you know, there was not just one menorah lit, there were multiple menorahs lit. And it said that you could see from miles away these great lights shining from the temple area. And going out, the light would be shown towards the cities and the towns and the villages all around Jerusalem. There was a great light that was shining. And in the midst of this, Yeshua is about to give his Hanukkah message. Let's go back to Yeshua's Hanukkah's message here. Yeshua clearly reiterates his claim and proofs of his Messiahship. Let's now look at Yohanan John chapter 10, verses 25 through 42. And Yeshua answered them, I have already told you, but you do not trust me. The works I do in my Father's name testify on my behalf. But the reason you don't trust is that you are not included among my sheep. Remember the scripture? When they asked Yeshua, who's he for? He said, I am here for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So he's speaking to them right now. Eye to eye. Let's continue here. My sheep listen to my voice. Think of the scripture where it speaks, where it says, all those who call upon the name of Adonai shall be saved. So he's saying to them, here I am. Look now at the proofs of who I am. Let's go forward here. My sheep listen to my voice. I recognize them and they follow me. I give them eternal life. Now, I have to tell you something. When they heard this from this carpenter's son, 
that was performing all these miracles. And then he makes that proclamation. I give my sheep eternal life. That was outstanding. That was revolutionary. Here is a man who's living among us. And he has the ability to give his followers, his Talmudim, his sheep, eternal life. He has their full attention. Let's go forward here. I will give them eternal life. They will absolutely never be destroyed. That's not just a simple off-the-cuff statement. And no one will snatch them from my hands. See, he's using the analogy of a shepherd. He is the good shepherd. In the Tanakh, it speaks about Adonai being the shepherd to his people. Did he not lead his people through the wilderness for 40 years? Where there was not readable water or food? And he sustained them and he provided for them. Let's go forward here. No one will snatch them from my hands. My father who gave them to me. Notice that. He's telling them that these sheep have been given to him as an inheritance from whom? But from Abba, Father God, going forward, is greater than all. My Father who gave them to me is greater than all. And no one can snatch them from my Father's hands. I and the Father are one. This is revolutionary statements here. He can't be any more clear. He's the Redeemer. He's the Great Shepherd. Going forward here. Once again, the Judeans picked up rocks in order to do what? To stone him. Yeshua answered them, You have seen me do many good deeds that reflect the Father's power. Notice that. He's not saying, Come follow me. I have miracles. I'm a great mighty man of God, but he says this, the power and the acknowledgement of all these miracles, he lays at the Father's feet. Could not pastors and rabbis and Bible teachers and prophets of God today who claim to be humble themselves in the sight of the Lord and give all glory and honor and praise which are due unto his name? but they desire to have it for themselves. Look at Yeshua's example. Let's move forward here. Yeshua answered them, you have seen me do many good things that reflect the Father's power. For which one of these deeds are you now stoning me? It's good to pause. It's good to reflect. It's good to understand. It's good to put us in that place, in that setting. So we can understand scripture and hear Yeshua speaking directly to us going forward. The Judeans replied, we're not stoning you for any good deed. Notice that. They acknowledged that these deeds were coming from the father because there had never seen any other prophets. Be able to produce and manifest 
these this many miracles continuously. Let's go forward here. We're not stoning you for any good deed, but for blasphemy, because you are only a man. And you're making yourself out to be God. In the Hebrew, you're making yourself out to be Elohim. Yeshua answered them, Isn't it written in your Torah? I have said, you people are Elohim. Now, is he quoting from Yohanan John? No, he's quoting from Tahalim, Psalm 82, 6. Because those that are hearing him wouldn't know if he tried to quote Yohanan, because Yohanan was probably there in the temple courts with Yeshua. And that scripture had not been written yet. So his testimony of who he being the Messiah and calling them out to be his sheep was established upon the stones of the Tanakh, the words of God, to which we build our trust, our faith in. Let's go forward. Yeshua answered them, it is written in your Torah, I have said, you people are Elohim. Tehillim, Psalms 82, 6. If he called, Elho, if he called Elohim, the people to whom the word Elohim was addressed, and the Tanakh cannot be broken. Notice that. The Tanakh is line upon line, precept upon precept. All the prophets do not cancel out any of the other prophets. God's word is holy and true. Going forward. Then you are telling the one whom the Father set apart, He's referencing himself, set apart as holy and sent into the world. You are committing now blasphemy. Notice that he's speaking to them directly. He's saying, he's saying, read between the lines. I'm the one sent by the father. He has given to me these sheep. And he's given me these miracles, these signs unto you that prove who I am. Let's go forward. You are committing blasphemy just because I said I'm the son of Elohim. If I'm not doing do deeds that reflect my father's power, don't trust me. So you notice that? He says, look at the deeds. Look at the father. Who was Yeshua leading them to? But the kingdom of Abba, Father God. Let's go forward here. But if I am, then even if you don't trust me, trust the deeds. Trust these miracles that you know come only by and through the Father. Going forward. So that you may understand once and for all that the Father is united with me. 
and I am united with the Father. One more time, they tried to arrest him, but he slipped out of their hands. Scripture goes on to say, Yeshua went off again beyond the Yarden. What is the Yarden but the Jordan River? Where Yohanan, Yohanan the Immerser, had been immersing at first and then stayed there. And what does the scripture say? Many people came to him and said, Yohanan performed no miracles. Remember? He was there to prepare the way of the Lord and call people, the nation of Israel, to teshuva, repentance, and to go underneath the waters of immersion. Going forward here. Yohanan performed no miracles, but everything Yohanan said about this man, and who is this man? But Yeshua is true. And many people put their trust in Yeshua. Now, that's the ending of the scripture reading. Hanukkah recalls a military victory for Israel. And the implications are vast. Why? Because if Antiochus had succeeded in his campaign of anti-Semitism and destruction, there would have been no Jews by the time of Yeshua. If the miracle of Hanukkah hadn't taken place, then Yeshua could have not come. And just like today, the Jewish people are now in the land of Israel. We are now at the threshold of there being a future third temple. God's word is true, and he's going to fulfill his word. This is all part of his orchestration. And as you read the book of Daniel, and as you read the book of Ezekiel, and as you read the book of Revelation, it speaks about and refers to the anti-Messiah that's going to be coming. And now that third temple is going to be built, and that anti-Messiah, which will be able to pull the wool over Israel's eyes to the point that they believe that he is the Messiah, that after three and a half years, as he enters into a covenant with them, he will then stand in that temple and say, now you are to worship me. And the Jews of that in Jerusalem and roundabouts are going to flee from that place. And then God's going to be pouring out judgment upon this earth as never before. And so the celebration of Hanukkah, the rededication of temple. Because if you read Ezekiel, it speaks of a fourth temple, the millennial temple. And I encourage you to read and study. So I'm not going to go into those details today. Let's go forward. Certainly all believers in Yeshua have important reasons to remember the Feast of Dedication Hanukkah. Because Yeshua, our Messiah, the Deliverer, has come. Now the prophetic fulfillment, and I'll close on this. As with all biblical holy days, there are spiritual lessons to be learned from Hanukkah. The light, the courage, the faith, the festival that commemorates a time when true worship of God was restored in Jerusalem. And I ask this question openly. Your temples 
Do they need to be cleansed? Do they need to be rededicated? Because know this, you are the dwelling place of the Shekinah, Shekinah. I know people, they, they say that word two different ways. But as the presence and the glory of Adonai dwells within you. Let's go forward. The temple in Jerusalem no longer stands today. The heart of each true believer in Yeshua, the Messiah and Savior, is the temple where the Spirit of God dwells. Too often believers endanger the cleanliness of their own personal temple by allowing idolatry in their lives. So now we hear, need to hear the words of a rabbi. This is Rav Shaul, Rabbi Saul. He said these words and they were recorded for us in 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. Don't you know that your body is a temple for the Ruach HaKodesh who lives inside you, whom you received from God? The fact is, you do not belong to yourselves anymore, for you were bought at a price. And who paid that price? But your Messiah Yeshua, his own blood has bought you and purchased you. You have been cleansed by the blood of the Lamb. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be what? White as snow. So what are we to do today? We are to use our bodies to glorify God. We are to live out our days upon this earth in the edification and the glorification of Abba, Father, God, Elohim. And let our light so shine in us, which is a representation of Yeshua's life living out in us. May we indeed be temples for Messiah Yeshua, cleansed and dedicated for our master's use. Hag Sameach, Happy Hanukkah, Shabbat Shalom.